You're listening to Theological Sidebar, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Theological Sidebars. I'm your host, Ben. And uh, it's good to be back, everybody. Uh, I hope everybody's doing all right. Let me just say that today's episode is sponsored by the Senior Adults Potluck of Oak Valley Baptist Church. They left this jug of unsweetened tea. I would have loved to have drank the sweet tea, but I'm trying to cut back on my sugars ever since Easter. And we Easter eggs full of candy at our Easter egg hunt. If I'm going to go, look... I'd much rather eat a Reese's peanut butter cup and a Butterfinger than drink and have the sugar from sweet tea, right? Like, I don't want to do both. Which one do I want? Reese's. I'll go unsweet if I need to. Perfect balance. Okay, so here's something I want to talk about today. Uh, Here's an article that uh, is written. I'm going to read an article today that's written from uh, September 26th last year. Uh, But it's something that I've been thinking about because... um, I think it's reflective of what we're seeing happen in the church around us in America. Uh, I even rep- we talked about this last night. I'm uh, I'm we're working through a class on just what the Baptist faith and message is all about. What do, what do Baptists really believe? And um and, and you might want to ask yourself you might ask yourself like why are we in the mess? Why is the American church in the mess that it is? And I think that this article that we see it's based on George Barna's research. Um, on American Christianity and Amer- religion in America, I, I think it's it's uh, it's fairly uh, pretty accurate, and and so I think it's helpful for us to recognize like where are people coming from, and and it might also be something to recognize for any of us that no matter what role, maybe you're just a teacher in a church, maybe you're a, a small group leader or a or a volunteer, but you should recognize that if this is true, which I think it is, um, we all have a lot to do, and I think we all need to make sure that we don't make any assumptions about who's in in our classes, who's sitting in the in the pews, right? That we should recognize that this is pr- most likely the case and we have a lot of work to do um, to, to try to fix this too. So here's the article. This now, of course, I found this one off of Answers in Genesis. I like how it was structured, um, uh, but it's it's an article talking about some of the study, the findings that George Barna came up with. And I think that study was released in 2021. So this is a few months old, this article. But notice what it says. It's called Barna, Most Americans uh, Create a Customized Worldview. So it says this, 7 out of 10 U.S. adults call themselves Christians. Yet only 6%, 6 out of in 100, 6% actually have a biblical worldview. So what do the rest of Americans believe? Well, according to research from the Cultural Research Center, there are seven major worldviews that Americans are most influenced by. Biblical theism, Eastern mysticism, Marxism, uh, Marxism, moralistic therapeutic deism, right? That is the, that's the kind of the, uh, I would say this is something a lot of church people fall into. It's this like, I do good deeds, and as long as I do good, and I feel okay, then God's going to be okay with me, but he's not really involved in my life. It's just do good. Uh, nihilism, right? That's everything is kind of meaningless. Postmodernism, secular humanism. But that's just the beginning of the story. So during a recent address for the Family Research Council, whose president is speaking at our 
blah, blah, blah. Okay. George Barna shared that most Americans blend their beliefs to create a custom worldview. So let me stop here for what he's about to say. This, I think, is 100% true. We are seeing people uh, don't have a coherent worldview anymore. It is a cut and paste is what he's about to say. So here we go. Goes on to say, right, that um, in other words, the dominant worldview in America and really the West today is syncretism. A little of this and a little of that blended into a worldview that's custom made by each person. So this is what you'll find. Each person has their own different view. It's nothing that we have a set of shared beliefs anymore. It's what each person has determined, right? With such a worldview, there's no ultimate authority. Truth is determined by whatever seems right to each person. And sadly, this isn't unique to those outside that's just outside the church. Actually, Christians, like many church leaders and Christian academics, hold to a form of syncretism when they blend millions of years and other evolutionary ideas into the book of Genesis. Now, that's Ken Ham putting in his talk. Now, he's talking about that, but there's something much deeper that I want to make beyond just the creation piece. Uh, because I think you can have it. Look, I'm a young earth guy, um, and I understand solid evangelicals on that side, but let that out of it, right? Um, this is the part that I think is really interesting that he jumps to when he looks at Ligonier Ministries' state of theology. Like, I'm not discounting, just what I'm saying, I'm not discounting what, what Ken Ham is saying, as he's trying to say, is people are trying to mash evolution in. I think it's incompatible, right? But I think what I really want to get to is this part, too. Barna has seen that. Let's look at what Ligonier Ministries has found um, in their state of theology. It says, Ligonier Ministries recently released their uh, biennial state of theology survey, and the results are a mess. They found that evangelicals hold to a host of beliefs that are far from Scripture. Consider, here we go, this is the big stuff. 56 believe, 56, so this is evangelicals, right? This is people who claim to be evangelicals. This is uh, people within our churches believe that God accepts the world, the worship of all religions, including Christianity and Judaism. Like, let that sink in. 56 of every, 56% of people who claim to be evangelicals believe that God accepts it all. It's all good. Nearly half believe, believe God learns and adapts to different circumstances, i.e., God changes. Oh my goodness, right? Now that's because I'll tell you what, there, there is something to be said about this. This is where people are getting away from this, even though the Bible is very clear that God doesn't change. Uh, he isn't a man who would change his mind, as the Scriptures say. Um, he, people are trying to get to a point that, oh, there's a big theological reason, a philosophical reason with that, but they're trying to get away from God being so in control that Everything is in his power. They're trying to try to soften, say, oh, well, God, God doesn't know all these things. So that's why these terrible things happen, because God is adapting to the circumstances and making it all work for us. But he was not in control of everything. That, that's kind of in a nutshell where people get off on that. Now, let's keep reading. It's crazy. Um, notice what else he says. Seventy percent strongly agree that Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. God, oh my goodness. Whew. 
I don't know what you do with that. You just put yourself into the Jehovah's Witness category. There, I, that if I would see this, I would say like this is what I would expect to see out of a Jehovah's Witness. That hey, thirty percent may not believe that. Now, granted, I don't know anything about what they. How if I were to poll a Jehovah's Witness, but but to say that seventy percent of Christians, I, I hope that the seventy percent are reading this like we're just uh, like trying to finish up the quiz quickly and didn't read this right because that is absolutely heretical. Okay, 38% see Jesus as a great teacher, but he was not... I'm sorry, I don't know... When you see that, 38%, he was a great teacher, but he was not God. How is that even considered evangelical? I feel like 38% of this... 38%, 70% 38%, 70% of this, like you have to toss out what this is because this isn't Christianity anymore. I don't get this. 60% say that the Holy Spirit is a force, but not a personal being. Now, look, there are a lot of people, you don't actually read the scriptures, you know, you're going to believe, I mean, you just listen to how people pray sometimes as they call the Holy Spirit it, right? Um, between this answer and the previous one, we see a denial of the Trinity, even though earlier 90% agree that there's one true God and three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Clearly, people are very confused about doctrine or don't really know what they believe. 27 think, 27% think that the Holy Spirit can tell me to do something which is forbidden in the Bible. Uh, okay, weird. Yet 94% agree that the Bible has the authority to tell us what we must do. 57% believe everyone sins a little, but most people are good by nature. Read the book of Romans one, two, and three. Chapters 1, 2, and 3. That'll put an end to that one. Uh, 65% everyone, uh, every, 65% think everyone bo- uh, is born innocent in the eyes of God. Now, that's I think that's probably a loaded question, right? What do you mean by that in the sense that children... Our babies are innocent. Now, if you're talking about theologically, that if we're talking about uh, the effects of original sin, that's a completely different point. Uh, but that one doesn't bother me so much, this 65%, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know what that question is actually asking. right? Theologically, uh, actually on both sides, right? The theologically, you have the issue of... of um, uh, of original sin and how we are already condemned because of the actions of Adam. That's Romans 5. But then there's the question of, and I think there is a case to be made on on um, age of accountability, that kind of a thing. But theologically speaking, no, everybody is not innocent. All of us are condemned already. But I, I would, you know, this one I'm not willing to say cut 65% off. They're not actually Christians. And then 30% agree that the religious religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. And it's not about objective truth. Oh, my goodness. All right, I want to finish this because there's a little bit more. Uh, let's go on and say this. Uh, let me just I'll finish this. There are some biblical teachings accepted uh, by the majority, such as hell is real, Jesus will return, and judgment. This is the stuff I thought you'd get a little bit more of a difference. Maybe uh, maybe not the Jesus will return for judgment one, but uh, but some of these other I could see, you know, people all split on. But good to know. They, they believe the majority of this. Sex outside of traditional marriage is sin. Abortion is sin. And only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. And yet, as we saw above, half of the people who affirm that statement say that God accepts the worship of other religions. 
and over half strongly disagreed with the statement that modern science disproves the Bible as well. That is, okay, as well as gender identity is a matter of choice. Okay, let me read that again. And over half strongly disagreed with the statement. Okay, I get that. Uh, that so so interesting. So they disagree with that, but still that there's the fact that there's a, a little under half that will agree. That is a crazy thought too. Okay, then this part here. Ninety nine percent of evangelical respondents said the Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. Now this is what I think is Ken Ham is really good at what he says right here. But based on their answers, they either, one, don't really believe, or really don't know what that means, or two, they don't have a clue what the Bible really teaches. This survey reveals what Christians believe is a mess. They hold a contradictory beliefs about a variety of things from whom God is and what His nature is and how they should view the Bible and how people are saved. It's a synchristic mix of Christianity and the thinking of our culture. Okay, so let me just stop and let's just kind of round this out, okay? It's a mess. It's it's crazy that um, that this is kind of the belief system of of our people, and yet I, I think it's probably super accurate of uh, of what our what our people are are, are believing. I think it's uh, it's it's what you see people when they affirm that the Bible is authoritative. Um, it's kind of like uh, there's that old. Uh, if, if any of y'all know me, you've probably known that I've made you watch at some point um, the uh, Ignatius, the ultimate youth pastor video. Uh, and there's that scene where he uh, he he's in there. And now this is all a spoof, right? So just. Uh, here's what he says. He says, God's word, he's holding up the Bible, makes the kids hold up the Bible. You know, God's word is living and active. And uh, and then he says, and it is more than I can deal with at this stage of my life. Now put your Bibles under your seat. You're not going to need them tonight, right? So the idea is this, here's this guy, he's ready to, to preach to, to these, these students and uh, Put your Bible away. We really don't need, it. but we're going to affirm that uh, that God's word is is authoritative. So let me just just for a second, let's just dive off into something that uh, we should be thinking about for today. And I, I so I just I really do think that Christians we need to 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 gain a stronger understanding of of God's word. So let's let me just uh, bring this up and show you. Uh, this is one that I think all Christians should have this locked in, right? 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and it's profitable for teaching, rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Here's the deal, y'all. I think a lot of us would affirm all scripture is inspired by God and we stop right there. And we don't think... Well, what is it for? What do we use it? Well, it's to teach you. Okay? It's to rebuke you. How would it rebuke you? Well, here's something. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, 
beginning in verse 3, we, although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war against the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not the are not the of the flesh, but of the of uh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take thought every captive to obey Christ. We are ready to punish any disobedience once your obedience is complete. Look, that's the idea, right? We are to rebuke, to take captive those uh, those thoughts, those those things that are uh, that are not biblical. So there should be a rebuking of chastise, like of uh, for you and I that God would rebuke us with His Word to uh, to show us the errors of our way, and then for correcting, for showing us what we need to do and what we should do instead. Not just smack you down, but also show you what to do for training in righteousness, to train us up, to to uh, to continue to show us what are things that we need should be doing in the meantime as well. And then it goes so the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. The 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 stats that we just saw. The sad thing to say is that is evidence that people are not actually using the Word of God. They're not using the Word of God to be what builds their theology. They're not using the Word of God to take captive those, those, the, the, the worldview of the culture and to really try to process this all. Instead, they're pulling from here and here and here, and they, they like a little blend of this and a little blend of that, instead of going through the whole counsel of God. So my question is for you as you're listening is, so what do you do to build your worldview? If you were to look at your worldview uh, that you have and the positions that you hold, why do you hold those? And is there biblical precedent to hold those views, right? And I think this should touch into everything. I, when he says that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work, that means every area of our life the Bible should speak into, right? For everything that we do, God's Word is sufficient to train us up, right, and to equip us. So, so I, I would just want you to say is, do you look at every opinion that you have, everything that you hold to, is what is the biblical way to do it? What is the biblical, uh, I guess, lens through which you should view these things? Um, where are you getting this from? Too? I asked my, my class last night, where do you think most people get your worldview from? How do we build our views of who God is and how we should live? And I don't think many of us really know where we get it from. Because I think most people don't actually look for the Bible for how they should live. They look for tradition. Well, this is how we've always done it. This is what we do. Or I like this. I mean, you think about today, our world is so shaped by the media that we consume and the culture that we have. That's why the church is looking less and less like the church and looking more and more like the culture. It's because we're not being shaped and equipped with God's Word. We're being taken a little bit of God's Word, having a verse scattered in and here and there, and that's how you end up in the mess that you're in. Everything needs to be brought under the authority of the Word. Everything. And so I would just say is begin to look at your worldview. And one of the ways, by the way, that I think that we begin to correct our worldview, we begin to correct who we are, is you just should have, I would just say, all of us should be engaging in, in regular biblical Bible study. Regular Bible study. Because it's only going to be there that you are going to encounter 
God's Word. I, I look, there's a place for devotionals, but I'm saying push that aside. Look, if you have if you have 10 minutes a day and you've got a devotional and you've got, the, you know, the Gospel of Mark, read through the Gospel of Mark. you got 10 minutes a day and you got Deuteronomy or devotional. Read through Deuteronomy, right? Begin to read through the Scriptures because that is where God will begin to change you, right? Uh, so, and it touches in all areas of our lives. You want to be make sure that you don't fall into these stats. It's got to be that we spend enough time in God's Word that it begins to equip us and train us and make us complete, ready. It'll help us to, to tear down those strongholds, those worldviews that oppose the faith. You're not going to be strong if you pull, pick, and choose. You need to read the Word of God and become convinced by the Word of God. Okay, hope that was helpful. Uh, I hope to make another one of these. I'm trying to get back in the habit of making one of these and then try to do an OTXNT at least every other week. Um, so one of these every week and an OTXNT every week, uh, every other week. So maybe next week I'll have Andrew on, hopefully. Uh, but if not, uh, we'll try to get back at this and we'll continue on. So hope that uh, you're doing all right. Once again, if, uh, if you would like to sponsor and be a sponsor like the fellow uh, senior adult ministry of Oak Valley Baptist Church and with their unsweetened tea, they're some of the best unsweetened tea that you can get. Um, go ahead. Let me know. Write it in the comments and send me, send me what you need to send me and I'll feature it here on this channel. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye.